to Chromes from the Shepherd. My name is Joel. Let's get right into this. This is going to be an ongoing series where we will explore various things that get in the way of the gospel. But before we can do that, we will need to define what is the gospel. So in this pilot episode, let's define what is the gospel of the Christian faith. To first understand this, we need to understand the problem that we have. Each and every one of us has sinned against God. The Bible makes it clear that no one is left out of this. We read this in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Then we read in Romans 6.23a, The wages of sin is death. So as you can see, we have a big problem and we need a solution to this. This is where the gospel comes in. So what does the word gospel actually mean? In the original Greek, the word is eongelion, which translates to good news. And what is this good news that we are talking about? Well, you can answer the Sunday school answer here. It's Jesus. Remember those two verses we read earlier? If we continue on the very next line of both of these, we hear the gospel. Romans 3.24 We are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. And then we also read Romans 6.23b but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So to answer the question, the gospel is specifically the redemption that we receive because Jesus Christ took the sin of the whole world upon himself. He died on the cross to pay for those sins and then rose again, repairing our relationship with God. We are now forgiven of all of our sins and we get to spend eternity in heaven. So we can just end the episode here, right? Well, actually, no. While this sounds simple, there are a bunch of different Christian denominations with many different views on various topics in the Bible. There are Catholics, Baptists, Lutherans, non-denoms, and many, many more. Even within these, there are breakdowns within each, usually teetering on how traditional or progressive a particular church or person falls. With these different interpretations, how can we be sure that we are talking about the same gospel message? While different denominations can and do debate a plethora of interpretations and different theological topics within the Bible, one thing that we cannot debate is the gospel message. Simply put, if you don't believe in the gospel message, then you are not Christian. There just isn't any way around this. The Bible specifically calls this out and does not allow for any other interpretation. Read 1 Corinthians chapter 15. The whole chapter is great, but let's specifically look at verses 1 through 19. Paul breaks down the gospel message. Christ died for our sins, was buried, and rose again. The people of Corinth here were specifically having a hard time with the idea of resurrection from the dead. Paul goes through defending this, and in verse 17, he just perfectly sums up the whole crux of the issue. If Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile, and you are still in your sins. And then to really drive home the point we read at the end of verse 19, we are all people most to be pitied. What Paul is saying here is that you need to believe this core gospel message or we are just believing the wrong thing and should be pitied because we are still condemned and are wasting our time. Jesus died for our sins, was buried, and rose again, saving us from our sins. This is the gospel message and this is what we must attach our faith to. Let's examine one more verse because this is also crucial to the gospel. In John 14, Jesus himself breaks down the Holy Trinity. This is core to the gospel. Why is this central to the gospel, you may ask? Well, simply put, it's because Jesus is claiming to be God. If he was not God, then he does not have the power to forgive sins. And once again, we should be pitied because we are still in our sin. The Trinity is a hugely debated topic within various Christian denominations, so this is where things can start to get dicey. 
I'm not here to judge or point fingers at who truly believes and who doesn't. At the end of the day, God will be the one to judge a person's heart. You will find people from all of the different Christian denominations in heaven, because as long as they believed that Jesus died for their sins and was who he claimed to be, then they will be in heaven. But let's get back to John 14, and let's look specifically at verse 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Well, there you have it. Jesus is the answer to the problem. The whole Christian faith hinges on him, and more specifically, the historic event of him dying and rising again. I can sit here and talk about this all day, and there is so much more that I encourage you to dive into. That's the crazy thing about the gospel. It's simple enough for a child to understand, but deep enough that you can spend a whole lifetime diving into the complexities of it. Now that we know what this gospel is, we are specifically called to share this gospel. We read in Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. As you can see from these verses, it's obviously important that we share this gospel, since it was commanded by Jesus that we do. The gospel is the whole central message of the Bible, from the Old Testament waiting for and pointing to a coming Messiah, to the New Testament showing us that Jesus is that Messiah, who fulfilled all the prophecies. So in the coming weeks, we will start to dive into the many things that distract us from sharing this vital gospel message. I hope you will join me, and I leave you with this one final verse, Romans 8.1. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus.